whether you're thinking of divorcing your narcissistic spouse right in the middle of it or have finalized your divorce, the tactics are the same. If this sounds like you, you need to know about Christine Hammond's new masterclass series, How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist. In this four-hour video series, Christine Hammond introduces the toxic tactics that narcissists use to abuse, humiliate, and manipulate you, and teaches you exactly how to recognize these tactics and navigate through them with mastery and confidence. How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist is a deep dive, a masterclass that'll show you how narcissists use tactics like bait and switch, scare tactics, roller coaster ride, and child's play. It's How to Survive a Divorce with a Narcissist, a four-hour recorded video masterclass with Christine Hammond. For more information or to purchase today, just go to growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. That's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. This masterclass will change your life. Again, that's growwithchristine.com forward slash narcissism. This is Understanding Today's Narcissist. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. And now here's your host, Christine Hammond. Today I want to talk to you about how to heal from a narcissistic parent. Um, so, like, we're going to use the example of Brian um, in the story. And Brian was an adult when he came in to see me. And a had first, when he first heard the term narcissistic personality disorder, it was like a light bulb had gone off in his brain. He had spent most of his life thinking that he was crazy, lazy, and stupid, which were the three words his father often said about him to other members of the family and even to friends. It was um, very humiliating for Brian. His narcissistic father also severely and harshly disciplined him, set up unnecessary competitions in which his dad was always the winner. He never apologized, showed no empathy when Brian was hurt, and treated everyone around them like they were inferior. So for years, Brian struggled with insecurity, anxiety, depression, and feelings of inadequacy. After his business failed, Brian decided it was time to rethink his life, so he began therapy. It didn't take too long before I, I identified the narcissistic characteristics in his father. Suddenly, everything became clear, and the very issues he struggled to overcome were a direct result of having a narcissistic parent. So um, we're going to talk a little bit about how to go through this healing process. But see, knowing this information and then healing from it are two entirely different matters. The lack of self-esteem, uh, self obsessive thinking, minimization of the abuse, excessive anxiety, fear-based reactions, and even heightened survival instincts are very common among adult children of narcissists. The distorted perception of reality a narcissistic parent imposes on a child has damaging consequences on the adult at both work and home. 
Um, so I want you to think about it that if as a kid you are constantly surrounded by somebody who is nitpicking on you, who is overbearing, who is controlling, who is manipulative, that your brain actually winds up developing in a certain way that is not as functional as somebody who comes from a healthy family um, household. So by addressing these different areas and the impact of narcissism, a person can find relief and you can actually recover your brain. So your brain can start to function better um, and can have a renewing once you know that the perception that you were brought up with is not accurate at all. There are seven steps to this process, so hang on there with me. We're going to go through all seven of them. The very first step is to recognize. The first step in the healing process is to admit that there is something wrong with the parent's behavior. A person can't recover from something if they refuse to actually acknowledge it. Most narcissistic parents are going to pick a favorite child. We call it the golden child who is treated as if they walk on water. This was Brian's older brother. In comparison, Brian was treated as inferior through belittlement, comparing, ignoring, and even neglect at times. Occasionally, his father switched his favoritism depending on the performance. So when Brian received a football scholarship, his dad treated him like the golden child. But when he lost that scholarship due to an injury, he was inferior again. The key to remember is that the narcissistic parent sees their child as a physical extension of themselves. So they take credit for the successes and then they'll reject any child who actually fails. So the first step in this process for Brian was to recognize where this comes from and to begin to see this as like an underlying thing that they have been dealing with their entire, his entire life without even knowing that it was there. The second thing I asked Brian to do was to study. Once the narcissism is identified, it's essential to gain an education about the disorder and how it affects the entire family. Narcissism, the disorder itself, is part biology, so there are other family members who usually have the disorder. It's part environment, resulting from trauma, abuse, shame, and neglect, all of which draws out and can intensify narcissistic tendencies. And then the last part is choice. So as a teenager, a person gets to choose their identity and what is or is not acceptable behavior. So it's three parts, biology, environment, and choice. Since there might be other narcissistic, um, narcissists or personality disorders in the family, it's kind of easy to trace this pattern in a family. The environment and choice factors can further draw out um, the narcissism in a child, which is usually cemented by age 18. So I asked Brian to first recognize that the personality disorder existed, then to study it, not only um, the definition itself, but study it within his own family so that he could see the history himself. The third step is to recount. This step is more comfortable in the beginning, but then becomes more difficult as the impact of the narcissism is realized. For each sign and symptom of narcissism, I asked Brian to recall several examples in his childhood and even adulthood where the behavior was evident. So, for instance, 
I well, picked arrogance. And so I asked him to give me examples of when as a kid did he experience his dad's arrogance? When as an adult did he experience his dad's arrogance? And as he started to recount stories, he would get more and more frustrated. The more time that is spent doing this step, the more significant the impact of the healing. Each of these memories needs a rewriting with a new dialogue of, my parent is narcissistic and they are treating me this way because of that. This is very, very different from the old internal dialogue of, I'm not good enough. So every time Brian recounted a story, we had to rewrite that story saying, this is a direct result of the narcissistic um, personality disorder. And so each and every single time, and it was not what his dad did and how his dad reacted was not because of Brian. It was because of the dad. Very, very time consuming, but very beneficial. So we recognize, we study, we recount. Number four, we identify. During the previous step, which is recounting, it is highly likely that some abusive, traumatic, and neglectful behavior on the part of the narcissistic parent becomes evident. Abuse for a child can be physical, such as like restraint or aggression, mental, such as gaslighting or the silent treatment, verbal, such as raging or interrogating, emotional, such as nitpicking or guilt tripping, financial, such as neglect or excessive gift giving, spiritual, such as dichotomous thinking or legalism, and sexual, such as molestation and humiliation. Not every event requires traumatic therapy, but some of them might, depending on the frequency and severity. So as we started to recount some things, um, some old abuse started to resurface, we identified that abuse, and then we did the trauma therapy to recover from that. Step number five is grieve. There are five stages to the grieving process, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally acceptance. Brian struggled to believe at first that his narcissistic, that his father's narcissism actually impacted him. This was the denial stage. Anger is a natural response after the dots have been connected and the abuse has been identified. This happened as soon as we started the recounting phase. It's hard to believe that a parent who should be loving and kind would do the things that they have done. This is part of the bargaining process. So, like, why did they do this? How come they didn't? Like, why did I have to go through this? Why was I born into this family? That's all bargaining. Whatever glorified image a person had of their narcissistic parent is now wholly shattered. So as a result of going through the first four stages... Um, Brian was fairly depressed at this point because he was coming into full awareness of what was happening and what had happened. Sometimes the anger is actually projected on the other parent for not adequately protecting the child from the trauma. So Brian was mad at his mom for a while, or it is internalized for not realizing or confronting sooner, which that was Brian's biggest problem was he kept taking responsibility for knowing things that he had no ability to even know about or even understand. Um, It is crucial to go through all the stages of grief before you can finally reach acceptance. So you don't get to skip a stage, but you will bounce back and forth between them. So the seven stages, let's go through them again. The first is to recognize, the second is to study, the third is to recount, the fourth is to identify, 
The fifth is to grieve, and the sixth is to grow. This is an excellent place to step back for a while and gain a better perspective. So begin by reflecting on how the narcissistic parents distorted image of the world and people shaped current beliefs. Then drill downwards towards the vows or promises that were made internally as a result. Counteract the distorted images, vows, or promises with a newly gained perspective of reality. Continue this process until a new perspective is fully formed and is now part of the inner dialogue going forward. This essential step frees a person from the narcissistic lives and f- lies and false truths. So this growing stage is very important. It is um, the part that transforms your life. And if you don't go through the other five steps, uh, it is very difficult to do this process part of the process. This is where everybody wants to start from, but you can't. You have to heal from the other stuff first before you can get to actually grow. All right. After you've grown, the last one is to forgive. The past cannot be changed, only understood. So when forgiveness is genuine, it has a powerful transformational effect. Remember, forgiveness is not for the forgiver. Is Remember, forgiveness is for the forgiver, not the offender. It is better to honestly forgive in small chunks at a time rather than granting blanket forgiveness. This allows room for future or past offenses to be realized and worked through thoroughly. Don't force force this step. Do it at a comfortable pace so the benefits will be life-lasting. Forgiveness is the hardest part of the process, Um, And you should take time. Please don't do it falsely. Do it wholeheartedly. uh, Otherwise, it won't actually work. And remember, forgiveness is for you and not for the narcissistic parent. So after completing all seven of these steps, Brian, Brian felt it a lot easier to identify other narcissists that work home or even in the community. No longer did the narcissistic behavior trigger Brian and escalate his anxiety, frustration, or depression unnecessarily. Instead, Brian was able to remain calm, and as a result, the other narcissistic person was disarmed because their behavior no longer had an intimidating effect. This truly was life-transforming for Brian, and he did so much better at the other end of this, and you can too. Just follow those seven steps. I would highly encourage you to do this through the help of a therapist who understands this personality disorder. Uh, so that you can more effectively and quickly walk through this process. Good luck on your journey. Thanks for listening to Understanding Today's Narcissist with Christine Hammond. Brought to you in part by PsychCentral.com. For more information, visit GrowWithChristine.com. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world. Produced by Autovita Studios. Connect your voice to the world.